doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. Hi, this is Meatloaf. Okay, kids, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? It's Outlaw Radio Time! I'm true with standing in line for some fun to begin, but I found a good thing, leaving me with a grin. It's time for Outlaw Radio to begin. You have the great Billy Gibbons here? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. very cool. He's just passed out. He's dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, that doesn't sound too bad. Huh? Yeah, the lightning of a <laughs> That's where it's at. <laughs> and that's, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Allen. Pass me a gallon. <laughs> Look at me. You're calling him, I'm assuming. Oh, the mic came up even without me saying, turn the mic up. Don't turn me, don't turn me back down. Let's enjoy Sarah Vaughn, shall we? Feel like I'm clinging to a cloud I can't understand. Man, she knocks this one out of the park. I get misty just holding your hand. I love her version under 50, you probably don't know it. Walk my way. Mm. Uh-huh. And Begin to play. Oh, my God. You want to call a and send them over there? Uh, how about that? How about that? Do you recognize that song, James McEachin? <laughs> Well, if you're the paramedics, the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Sarah Vaughn singing Misty. Uh, are you, are you guys supposed to be on strike? Yeah, no, no, we're not. We're not part of that union. Boy, she's getting she's getting louder, and I'm trying to talk over her. Man, that's a, it's amazing how this works, huh? Good, to, to good deal. Hey, welcome, uh, my friends. Welcome, my friendlies, to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Hey, make sure my mic is up there. Or make sure those mics are down. Just help me here. Help me. It's been a tough day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put that first. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, Jimmy, you uh, you have your mics down? Okay, excellent. <laughs> it was Jimmy's fault. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be. Popular radio show host Dave Garver, Clint Eastwood, becomes restless in his relationship with his hey, girlfriend, hey, hey, Mills. Welcome back. I, I know. James, James. Doing, just... doing all the things with smoking crack. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Donna Mills, uh, of course, uh, he messes around on Donna impulsively. He goes out and, and sleeps with a woman, Jessica Walter, whom he meets at a nightclub. It, it's not really a nightclub. It's the... Uh, the Sardine Factory in Monterey. 
<laughs> After the fact, he finds out that uh, she was not an anonymous hookup, but an obsessive fan who has called in repeatedly to request uh, he play the song Misty. And Garver, who's played by uh, Mr. Uh, Eastwood, soon discovers uh, extricating himself from the woman will be no easy feat as she becomes increasingly psychotic. And and this man, James McEachin, was the second banana in that movie. That's right. Yeah. My all-time favorite flicks. Sweet Elmer. Hey, sweet. Okay, sweet El Monte. I I love this James McEachin. Happy ninety uh, third birthday, boy! You're uh, you're pushing it, my friend. <laughs> what, what did you say? Is he singing? No, he's putting you on. Oh, okay. Well, of course he's putting. Yeah. So so here's a ninety three year old guy <laughs> acting like an old guy. That that was what he <laughs> see. That's his bit. <laughs> Do you believe this? He's 93 years old, yet he's acting as though he's an old man. Okay, okay, down boy. I can't even, can't even do that right. All right, now James McEachin, who... Uh, his, yeah, his, what? Sweet Almonte. He's only been an actor all of, damn near all of his life, and a uh, prolific uh, writer, a tome writer. And I, I love this man, whom I have uh, known for a number of years. And you... Well, this man has been in every television show in the 60s, in the 70s, and some in the 80s, but every damn TV show. He's the black guy in the show, right, James? Sometimes I'll pass for Caucasian. <laughs> Sometimes you'll pass as a Caucasian? Okay, I don't see that happening, but, uh, you know, James is no fake uh, black guy, but you don't <laughs> But you don't fit in. You don't fit in with uh, a lot of the blacks who uh, vote for uh, Democrats because uh, you're not a uh, you're not a, a, a Democrat voter. You, uh, you sort of love America, and you know that your party has left you, right, James? Well, I, 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 lately it's gotten a little strange. Yes. <laughs> what what these people doing? Yeah. I, and I'm, I'm yeah. all jokes aside, I'm sitting here at this very, very moment writing. I joined this organization, the DPAA, and for the, the bodies that were missing, instead, you know, we have uh, 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 missing soldiers and the. Around twenty five to thirty thousand of them. Yeah, that's that's way too many. One is too many, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, way too I'm many. I joined that, and I'm drawing, drawing today, trying to figure out how to how to help them. Yeah, see, I love this man. He is War hero. he is a patriot. He is a one of the finest actors in the business. And you were in, and I, I'm going on record. I made my brother uh, Mart watch this last night. Uh, and, I, and it's. I think it's been a while by oh, his re- by his reaction to the movie. It and was so, so awesome. One from, of the greatest films I think ever done. How about from beginning to end? Just, Misty, play yeah. Misty for me is the greatest movie yes. in the history of cinema. It is it really is. It, James McEachin. It is a perfect movie. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to knock off that drinking and doing daylight hours. Well, I, I must tell you, I, I'm not I'm not hitting the sauce yet, but boy, it's coming real soon here. Uh, Clint Eastwood, who became your uh, your pal, and that entire scene at the jazz festival 
Well, I, what I, I, it really doesn't fit into the movie in any way, shape, or form. But it just seems to me that uh, that Clint wanted a reason for hitting the the jazz festival, right? Uh, <laughs> you know, I never quite looked at it that way. <laughs> but does that make sense to you now? Yeah. Well, all they had to do was take that the thing that I was carrying. I was carrying the microphone, which nobody. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. you, oh, you, you, so the the bottom line here is that you hung with the Clint Eastwood, and was this uh, your and Clint? This was your first meeting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we I was in his office when he came in the door. Yeah, and and, and I, they wanted they wanted they wanted Flip Wilson for that role. Oh, they wanted Flip Wilson. Okay, I, I guess. Well, so they, remember, of course, he was very hot at the time. And yep. He, and uh, so I didn't know what. I was so new to the business. I didn't know the word role really meant. You know, right. I, and that's up. Yeah. You, you're not you a. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, James. James, you're not on a speakerphone, are you? Uh, because if you are, please get off that thing. Because that's that's where you're. Uh, okay. That's where uh, you're finding well, the problems. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of these talk show hosts. Okay. How's how's it? Perfect. Yeah. 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 That's better. Yeah. Now you'll be able to hear me. You won't get the slap back, and everything will be fine. And we can uh, we can discuss the world's greatest movie together. Play <laughs> Misty for me. You, you keep laughing because maybe maybe you don't understand. Jimmy's one of those actors that has always done this. I've known him for a long time. He's done what? He's always like. Kind of papooed what he's done as far as that. He's like, ah, acting, man. He goes, Marty. He's just humble. He's he humble. goes, you do real stuff. You build stuff. No, you, no, no. You, you, oh, my time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I, understand that. But the, but we're talking about one specific what? movie. Waste of my time. Okay, okay. But here, here's the deal. It wasn't, this movie is not a waste of time. Because as far as flicks go, it truly is. I think it's up there with Citizen Kane. It's absolutely because it is. Why? It, I'll explain. The- I'll explain. It <laughs> it is held up since 1972. It is it is still frightening to this day. It truth. is it is incredibly frightening. There you go. The truth. Um, and I don't know why Dave has Mark's uh, mic up right now. That that sort of befuddles me. Uh, yeah. What he wanted, what Clint wanted to do. He said, I got a good idea. And I said, oh, oh. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, let me talk to, uh, I forgot the girl's name who wrote the thing. And he said, write a sequel to it, to Misty. Yeah. And I, I think Clint was waiting for me to jump all over. And I said, oh, okay, well, fine. He comes over after the weekend and said, uh, I got some bad news. Joe Himes was the name. Okay. He wanted Joe Hines to write a sequel to uh, a follow-up to uh, uh, Misty, and uh, she she had passed away. Yeah, that'll that'll kill the deal, won't it? <laughs> right? Yeah, well, it did did that that time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let let me explain. Let me put a magnifying glass on this movie. Uh, I believe that Jessica Walter as the obsessed fan who is out of her frickin' mind, should have won the Oscar that year for that movie. Do you... She thinks she should have won it, too. Yeah, well, well she, she did. You know, she passed away over the last uh, year or year, couple I of years. I told her she was lucky to have been in the movie. Yeah, she, wait, you told her what? I had oh. my way. I said, 
Oh, she was lucky to have been in the movie. Is that wait? So did you not get along with? Did you not get along with uh, the woman who played Evelyn? Tell me, name me two people other than Clint, and you know the reason why he did. But I don't know why uh, 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 he was so enamored over her, even though he liked uh, the, um, the girl. Donna the Mills. Donna Mills, of course. Donna Mills, yeah. 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 So, uh, but it, but I had the, it was the most fun I've ever had on the film, though. Oh, yeah, and yeah, the, and it, it, the girl that played the maid on it. Um, oh God, what was her name? Clarice Taylor. Uh, Clarice Taylor. No. Uh, yes, yes, it, it sure as hell was. Jesus, who was on the movie? You or me? <laughs> <laughs> my wife just went out. Wait, wait, what happened there? Okay. I see the girl, the girl, the girl, the woman that played the maid. She comes in the house and says, ooh, child. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this one more time. Clarice Taylor, who played Birdie. Clarice Taylor. Thank you. Clarice Taylor, that's it, yeah. I, maybe I just didn't hear you, but Clarice yeah. Taylor. Yeah. She she walked around the set, and I, and I was speaking to Clint. Oh, uh, three or four times. He said hi, and she wouldn't even say hi to him. <laughs> no, why, why, why is that? Well, Clint was finally said what was wrong. He said she didn't like him because she knew because she knew that she found out that the, that the, she thought that uh, that the police uh, Clarice, Clarice was a tailor was a, was a, a, a seamstress or something like that, and not a real actress. Oh, no kidding! Well, what was she an she actress? Oh yeah, yeah. I wonder if New York were hard to get along with actresses. Yeah, okay, but but she was really good as Birdie the Maid. Man, you felt for uh, she, her. She 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 was, she was damn good. Uh, yeah, she was getting stabbed well, by she, Jessica she, Walter. She, she stopped speaking to me, and I said, "Hell, I stopped." Speaking to her. <laughs> is that right? I, I, I out Why is she, what's that woman's problem? So Cla Clarice Taylor, maybe she, she thought she. I, she thinks I. She thinks I'm, uh, I'm, uh, that you a real disc jockey. <laughs> well, here, yeah, <laughs> she didn't like it. The the only the only problem, and it's not a problem with the movie because it certainly doesn't detract from the, this incredible uh, flick called Play Play Misty for me, is the fact that. This James Garver, Dave Garver, who plays uh, yeah. the disc jockey at a very small radio station in Carmel, happens to live on the bluff in this incredible, at least ten million dollar mansion, and he's driving either a Mercedes. Payola. Oh, no, 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 there ain't enough payola to pay a disc jockey at that tiny a radio station. This guy is lucky if he's making four hundred dollars a month there. So, so you know that that's sort of odd. And he's doing all nights. He's doing the the all night show after you're on the air, sweet El Monte. So that so that's a little that's a that's a stretch and that's a, a suspension of disbelief. However, the movie ev every second of it it's action. It is it is always it is so tense, it is so perfection even though I I know that uh, Clint went out of his way to do that waterfall scene with Donna Mills, I think that's so he could be naked with her. What do you think? I, I can't even remember that thing. Yeah, well, you weren't around, I'm sure, for the filming of that. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy was at the bar having a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't you just know it? And then, <laughs> and then on top of this incredible movie, which I I put as the number one movie of all time. 
Um, it, it was Clint. E- it was Clint Eastwood's directorial debut, but the studio wouldn't go for it unless they paired him up with Don Siegel, the great director Don Siegel, to sort of hold his. He was the guy that was in the corner there playing. Uh, Clyde Bastion. Yeah, well, yeah, he was uh, the bartender at, uh, the bar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he was playing, yeah, they got the, the, a little the, the silly kind of game going on. Well, yeah. That it was his supposed reason for being there. But J- James McEachin, it was, but the Clyde Bastion game, which is a nonsensical game, was taught to me by my buddy Milt Larson over at the Magic Castle 32 years ago, and we're sitting in, we're sitting at the Al Bar, and he starts playing this game, and I pick up on what he's doing instantly, and all of a sudden there's a crowd around us. That's the point of the game. It's a nonsensical game. There are no winners or losers, but the two people that are playing it are doing it to cause chicks to come over and ask, what the hell are you doing? And and so, so Don, the great director Don Siegel and Clint Eastwood as Dave Garver, the disc jockey, and play Misty for me, they're sitting there at the bar at the Sardine Factory. And by the way, about six, seven years ago, I visited the Sardine Factory. I love that joint. Oh. <laughs> I, I love that I joint. Do too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so did Clint. And the one down there, the couple of doors down, there was another one there. That, uh, yeah. That was good. But, the, um... Clint knew every, or everybody there knew who he was and whatever, right. and then uh, people were very, very cooperative. Let him, uh, uh, yeah, let him walk around doing what he felt like doing, and he took advantage of him, not in a negative way. No, no, of course, you know, yeah. Uh, and and I, didn't, I don't forget, I had never been on a major movie before. Right? Were, were you alone? I didn't know anything what was going on. And I really didn't care because it was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's movie making. It is. Yeah, but but I, I will tell you, James McEachin, the esteemed, the Purple Heart recipient, James McEachin, uh, this man who fought for our country uh, and was what oh, was in so many great TV shows and movies, but this movie was the your first movie and Clint Eastwood's directorial debut. I mean, so you got these guys who are not. You know, Clint, of course, it was a seasoned uh, vet, all those spaghetti westerns and so on. But you, mm-hmm. it's your first outing. You, If you were nervous, man, you did not see it in your acting. You did not sense that at all. <laughs> were you nervous? Well, I, I did that. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, after that, what did I do? It was, uh, oh, True Grit. Oh, that's right. With uh, we, Okay, so you did do another one before that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and, and, and that was... Uh, John Wayne. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah Duke, Duke Wayne. Well, I, I enjoyed working with Duke Wayne. He was a, good, a great guy. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Even though he's a racist, James McEachin, even... I, I he was a great guy. Yeah, yeah. He was a beautiful son, and, and he paid for the drinks. Yeah, <laughs> he paid for. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of guy. I tell you what, if, if John if John Wayne were a racist like the woke left wants to tell you, he wouldn't have bought your drinks, James. Well, well, well I wonder. Figure this. Tell me, tell me this then. Why is it that uh, when I left the set from from uh, uh, play Misty from well, well, no, not from Misty from uh, True Grit. True Grit. Yeah. He said, uh, well, I'll see you again. We'll do it again. Yeah. 
I said, okay, and I, and I said under my breath, like, hell we will. There's no way in the world. <laughs> right, John, John Wayne won't call you again. I grouped up on the line. And sure enough, about three or four weeks later, there was a script that came in my, to my address, the same one that they sent the checks to, uh, was um, the script called The Undefeated. Yeah, wait, wait another John Wayne flick. <laughs> I found a John Wayne flick, and I called in the studio and said, hey, the, the, the twins, and said, listen, I got a, this, this, somebody sent me a script here with this character, whatever his name was, and uh, for me to do that, and it had the guy's name scribbled on the outside, uh, whatever his name was, and uh, the, guy, they, the, 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 the receptionist said, just a minute, she hung up, came back, and a couple of minutes later, uh, she said, uh, no, that's for you. Wow. That Jack Productions, which was John Wayne's uh, production company. A man of his that word. Jack. Man of his word. Yeah. Yeah. Man yeah. of his word. And sure enough, like, looked in there and he said, have fun, kid, or something like that. Hey, Jay, James McKeachin, when was the? When would you say was the last time you watched the movie Play Misty for me? How many years ago? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> It's been a long walk. I forgot it. I forgot the movie. I never thought the movie was that good. Okay, but yeah, well, see, see, I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I watch it every year. Yeah. Hey, by by the way, uh, and I appreciate that. Mike Z, uh, Astro Ma- Van Mike, he said I watch it every year. At I least. I do the same thing because it holds up. That scene where she stabs into the pillow, yeah, it is so perfectly created where you you think you believe he's having a nightmare. And then, boom, you realize that it's reality. I'm telling you, the man proved his chops as a filmmaker. And I don't know how much, you know, Don Siegel really had to do with directing that. I mean, maybe gave... Well, when Clint would get into trouble and he never made it obvious. Right. You know, what what set the camera over here to the left or the right. Oh, we're going to do a pan instead of a stationary stationary shot. Well, he would uh, whisper something in Don's ear, and Don would yeah, yeah, and then blah, 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 little, bit, little demonstration, and then he'd say, great, and everything. No, not one argument, not one fist fight with the snooty looks that I got from uh, Clarice Taylor and, and his birdie. From, yeah, and then later on, I saw Jessica, you know, what went on there, the yeah. contract with Universal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just so what we've learned is Jessica Walter was a, a screaming bitch, but she should have won. She would have. She, she should have won the Oscar. Yeah, she was. <laughs> hey, Jay, yeah, okay, but no, she, so so it wasn't a far cry that role of hers as the obsessed fan. That's who probably who she was. James McKeachin, I want to thank you for the bottom of my heart for serving our country. I want to thank you for being a patriot. I want to thank you. For the love, the passion that we've shared for so many years, 93 years old, you've got at least a couple more years left. <laughs> How about that? I promise God I was going to stay down here for another 20 years. Okay, then, you, then, then do that for us. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the great James McEachin from the greatest movie of all time, Play Misty for Me. We'll be this after back on Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. I get misty the moment you're near. Trapped in a dive bar on the politically incorrect side of the tracks. Please. 
Radio from the Hollywood Fringe. Smoking, drinking, interrupting. Outlaw Radio with Magic Matt Allen. Cleaning my rifle and dreaming of you. Scratching your audio itch every Saturday. 